This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. He's in your oh, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, Air One, today to kick off a brand new week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, mostly peaceful protesters. There is an hilarious reinvention of the language happening in our nation's news media. Including inventing phrases like mostly peaceful protesters. My favorite joke on that uh, that front, O.J. Simpson was mostly peaceful that day. <laughs> he was mostly nonviolent. Oof. Ba-da, ba-da. The Titanic was mostly dry for its voyage. 99 days in the race to go. 99 days in the race. That's if you'd had a little more, that'd be, that'd be really good. Double digits. That is, uh, well, at least uh, we have that going for us. We won't have to hear about that and hold our breaths in anticipation of what might happen for more than 99 more days. Unless it's so close it goes to the Supreme Court. <laughs> and it takes months to decide and Trump runs for a fifth term and blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> so... How did all the sports go over the weekend? Oh, swimmingly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I watched a handful of games. I saw one. a little golf. I saw it's the Seattle Mariners that they have a number of cases, and this might be the first uh, bump on the road for the whole baseball thing. I, I How many players that. are going to have to sit out for how long? Uh, and then at what point do you run out of players? I mean, because everybody's carrying quite a few players. I'd forgotten that they eliminated minor league baseball. They canceled that, but right. then, but then yeah. you carry some of those people with you and save the extra players. But this is anyway. This is the first team that's got a a handful of cases, and if it spread, what would you do? Yeah. You ended up with ten people test positive, and you know it's half your starting rotation of pitching or something. What what happens? But cross that road when we come to it, I guess. Burn that bridge when we come to it, as some people say. Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by that question, though. I mean, because if if the Mariners, for instance. We're just so, you know, riddled with the vid. What do they drop out or get all new players? Or it's a bigger deal with they forfeit all their games. I don't know. That would be unfair because you know the guys they were playing would get automatic wins, right? Uh, I, it's a bigger deal for the NBA, which kicks off its season is it Thursday, and uh, you know because you only start five guys, you get two people test positive. Oh, there is forty percent of your starting five, right? <laughs> That'd be a big deal. Yeah. yeah. See what happens. Yeah, it's the old can-do spirit, though. They're going to give it a try. Can-do. Yeah, I enjoy the heck out of watching some baseball. Glad to have it. Yeah. A little diversion from the uh, other issues of our time. Better than not. Right. We get closer and closer to school not starting, which is, uh, if you're a parent of school-age kids, you are more than aware of that. Because you're trying to figure out, what are we going to do this year? How are we going to handle this? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, in, in my case, I don't even have the, well, I was hoping to go back to work, but I can't if school's not it. I don't even have that issue. But I do have the, I can't, I can't have my kid not learn for another half of a year. Can't do that again and pretend it's just all right. 
That's not an option. So what is what is everybody going to do? I don't know. I saw a number of colleges across the country. There, there's like one university uh, that's given a 10% discount. For the most people, for the most part, universities are charging the same amount for online learning. And some kids are hanging out for a year, waiting till this is over to go back. I have heard that. Actually, I was discussing that very topic with my 20-year-old 20, 20 yeah, for about, what, a month and a half till she's 21, my 20-year-old college student. Uh, number one, she has two actual getting-together classes and three online classes this coming semester, and that is the highest number of in-person classes of any of her friend group. She's the only person with two. And and her university, which I actually feel pretty good about. I like her school, but uh, they have raised tuition for the next semester. What? I know. I know. <laughs> that takes a lot of cojones. Oh, it takes coconuts to do that. What are you talking about? You're going to give her <laughs> maybe 50% of the education we agreed on. Maybe if you do it exactly right. Yeah, Are I don't know. Raise it, I don't know bastards? for university kids. I'll be interested here once it gets going. Uh, how much education it'll be? Because you you would hope with them being adults and self starters and all that sort of stuff, you get closer to the normal school experience. You would hope, but that. I don't. I don't have any idea what it would be like. I sat in on one of her uh, virtual classes when she was home for an extended period. I guess it was the end of uh, the spring semester. And it was uh, it was sad. Now, granted, that teacher was not terribly gifted at keeping people's attention and driving the discussion and stuff like that. But the attempts at uh, anybody have any comment on that? Silence, cricket, cricket, cricket. One kid who dominates the discussion with moronic comments that right. dominated the discussion with moronic comments right. because of the nature of online things. It just went on and on and on and on. And little D is just sitting there rolling her eyes. She hits mute. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Oh, God, I would want to pay a lot for that. It, it was sadly hilarious. But yeah, yeah, how much am I paying for that? She many. Oh, boy. Looking at that headline, Florida passes New York in confirmed COVID cases. I've got the stats on number of deaths. It's not even close. That's the number that matters. Right. Hospitalizations and deaths. But the media media is going out of its way to make things sound as bad as possible, which is helpful to no one. Amen to that. That's kind of their job description. Making things sound as bad as possible? Yeah. Certainly, I mean, that's their business model, if not their their business job description. Oh, yeah, they don't admit it, but you're clearly right, Sean. Very frustrating. Uh, yeah, so Florida has had 5,000 deaths. So, headline, all weekend long, for weeks now. Now, California tops U.S. in coronavirus cases. Florida passes New York in coronavirus cases. The worst states. Here's the death total in Florida, 5,000. Death total in, in California, 8,000. Death total in New York, 32,000. It's not even close. <laughs> They're not even in the same universe of how serious it is or was. You and your so-called reasonableness are going to get zero clicks. Stupid. Whatever. Uh, Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles. He pulls levers now and then runs some foot pedals. I don't know what those do. How are you this morning, Michael? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm a little disappointed. President Trump is not going to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. I saw he backed off that. He said he'll do later in the season or something. Why didn't they do this instead? Just have a Trump lookalike go out there 
and somebody throws like a 70-mile-hour curveball. <laughs> I mean, it's on TV. There's no fans there. Nobody would know any difference. I have got the behind-the-scenes on Dr. Fauci's socially distancing first pitch as he distanced his first pitch from the catcher. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody to catch anything. This is what he does. Exactly. He, he explained what happened. We'll have to talk about that later. It's, it's pretty interesting, actually. Was it that he's been in a lab for several decades and hasn't really spent much time on the diamond? <laughs> There's positive Sean. Tell you what, he's not going to get anybody out with that fastball. <laughs> sad. I would just uh, I'd take four pitches and walk is what I would do. <laughs> There's uh, Sean. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. One of the uh, more interesting things specifically about Major League Baseball returning is that they are still employing their mascots, which I'm all for. Mascots have uh, bills to pay, too. Are they just roaming around the stands? Yes, the Philly fanatic did a one-person wave where he was looking to his right, waiting for it to come. Then I did a wave, and then he goes, and then he tracks it coming around. Uh, Lucille, the uh, San Francisco Giants mascot, held up a sign that said loud noises. There you go. Um, But my favorite mascot tidbit comes today in the form of, well, the uh, the NBA. Now, the the Clippers' current mascot is uh, Chuck the Condor. Uh, California Condor, uh, because the team is located in mm-hmm. California. But today I learned that the Clippers' first mascot was a man named Sam Dunk, and he was just an old guy who liked basketball. <laughs> and I want them to bring back Sam Dunk. Here, take it here, Joe. Take a look at uh, old Sam Dunk there. I couldn't. Wow, have... that's weird. He's like it's an old man, like giant headed old man, like mascot style. He looks like something out of The Simpsons. I've seen yeah. a lot of Clippers games, and I couldn't have told you their mascot was uh, Candy the Condor or whatever. Uh, you said Chuck it was. the Condor. He personifies the passion and the be relentless right. drive of team owner Steve Ballmer. <laughs> yeah, there aren't a lot of Condors in L.A. <laughs> Bring back Sam Dunk. Of course, there are practically no Bears in Chicago. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Monday, July 27th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. This is where the social distancing part gets a little funky. Look at Riz. <laughs> Give him some hand sanitizer. I love it. <laughs> That's the first miss baseman giving a base runner some hand sanitizer, huh? Yeah, guy reaches the bag. The guy reaches, uh, first baseman reaches into his back pocket, offers him a squirt of hand sanitizer. <laughs> the runner says, yeah, okay, rubs it on his hands. The announcers are cracking up. Wow. You know, I do appreciate whether it's the mascot stuff or that. People not being so stiff yeah. that they can't recognize, all right, folks, this is weird. We know it's weird. You know it's weird. I, I like it. I appreciate that. Let a little pressure out of the balloon. Yeah, exactly. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Are you kidding me? Really good. Really good. Uh, Better say, than normal. We got off the air uh, Friday. One minute later, I was working on mailbag for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming again. <laughs> that and all the news of the day on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? Had three celebrity deaths over the weekend. I just saw the third one. They come in threes. Nobody knows that. We'll mention that a little later. Mm, lots of good stuff to come. We're taking a look at all these uh, all the cities around the country where the insanity is happening, uh, what the response is uh, locally, federally. 
for instance, here's one of my favorites. The a chief of police in Seattle has sent out a letter to the businesses saying, we can't help you. We can't protect you. So good luck. Yeah. Just it's giving something. up. It's something. Ooh. Well, they're not allowed to. It's a heck of an experiment we're seeing here, folks. I have a pretty good idea what the result is, because if you're over, I don't know, 40, 45, you've seen the whole let's go soft on crime for a while thing and how it goes. But all right, let's try it again. Why not? Mailbag. A couple of uh, freedom-loving quotes of the day. Today, this one from Ronald Reagan. We must reject the idea that every time a law is broken, society is guilty, not the lawbreaker. It is time to restore the American precept that each individual is accountable for his own actions. Whenever a law is broken, society is guilty. Anyway, if you think that, please stay away from me. Please don't ever talk to me or engage me in conversation Your in head any way. Is very soft. Oh yeah. my God. We've, we've heard that from uh, San Franciscans, for instance. A, a guy who got his bike stolen said, You know, that person only stole my bike because uh, society is uh, stacked this deck against them, and I'm glad he has my bike. Well, I'm glad he has your bike, too. <laughs> who has your intellect? Because you have Ow, the. Hey it's now. gone! Then Jeremy points out uh, a freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, Star Trek. It was that one weird, like, time warpy episode where they had Abraham Lincoln aboard the Enterprise. <laughs> I have only vague memories of that. I'm sure Tim Sandifer could uh, wow. recite the entire script from memory. But um, and they were explaining to him the way uh, life and, and societies have changed and everything. And at one point, uh, Lincoln walks up to Uhura, who's one of the uh, black uh, members of the crew, and and refers to her as a negress, then says, oh, forgive me, my dear. I know that in my time, some use that term as a description of property. And Uhura replies, but why should I object to that term, sir? You see, in our century, we've learned not to fear words. Well, maybe we will get there. Wow. But I got bad news for you, Uhura. Uh, We've actually gone the other direction in which uh, people pretend to be horrified to their core by certain words or phrases or whatever, and people take them seriously. Speech is violence is a belief by a big chunk of the people out there. That's right. And they go to their knees as if they have been assaulted. It's hilarious. So in the future, we won't fear words. Will women also wear super short skirts with high heels all the time? I certainly hope so. Because that seemed to be a thing on the Enterprise. Uh, really nice note here from uh, Mike in Charlotte. Is that uh, episode still air, or did they get pulled off the air? Gosh, I don't know. It's got. Well, I'd imagine no it's available. Uh, whoever's streaming it, but these they're not. Days. They're not. They're not airing that regularly on Turner Network Television or anything. No that way. episode. No way. I don't know. I don't know. You're probably right, but uh, let's see. So a uh, really nice note here uh, from from Mike in Charlotte, who was originally Mike in San Diego. And uh, then he has gifted us, Jack. He has taken his time, his uh, his love, and he's crafted us a beautiful haiku. Oh, boy. The beautiful Japanese art of the haiku, the five syllables, the seven, the five. It's the very limitations that sets the artist free, Jack. Behind paint by numbers is an art form. <laughs> it is entitled a Zoom haiku. You are muted, Steve. Yes, we can all see your screen. You are still on mute. <laughs> a Zoom haiku. Oh, oh boy. By Mike and Charlotte. <laughs> I had one of those uh, experiences yesterday. <laughs> nice job, Mike. That's really good. How about this from uh, can we use uh, And the unmuted is the other problem I have. Y'all, we can hear your like, TV in the background or your kids or whatever. Mute your dang thing until yeah, it's your... 
Well, you're listening to this speech here. Yeah, your ice maker's really loud. We can hear it. My family and I visited Austin, Texas for the first time over the weekend. Well, the city was cool, different, fun. I was taken aback by the large homeless population. I haven't seen that many homeless since my daily commute through L.A. At one point, we saw a man face down a doorway. I don't mean he was sleeping on his stomach. I mean face down on the sidewalk. Thought he might be dead, but my wife noted his legs were in a slightly different position from where we saw him a few minutes earlier. I wish that were an isolated incident, but they were everywhere. So glad my eight-year-old got to see that. Say no to drugs, kids. Yeah. Text Anonymous. Uh, I will tell you this. If you want more of something, subsidize it. And your blue, blue cities, including Austin, have decided to subsidize junkies and, and bums and losers. And so they are now flooded with them. And then they give more money to junkies and bums and get more junkies and bums and stand around scratching their heads trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> and then they blame, I don't know, the housing market or, or, or uh, Trump or something. It's not that hard to figure out. Uh, so you te- put out food, you're going to get cats. For some news, wow, there's some news from the weekend uh, you need to know about and all this other stuff that we teased coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In our interview last week with President Trump, he questioned whether his Democratic opponent, Joe Biden, could handle a similar encounter. Well, this week we asked the Biden campaign for an interview, and they said the former vice president was not available. We'll keep asking every week. Well, if you didn't hear Friday's interview we had with Alon Hee Chin, who's uh, been an advisor on a number of big-time campaigns, uh, he agreed that Biden going with the strategy of, I'm not going to do interviews, I'm not going to take questions, and I may not debate, is a perfectly good idea, and I think so, too. Why would you? Why would you? All you can do is screw it up at this point. And there's no pressure. What's the pressure? What's the, what's the pressure that's going to make you do it? All the voters will say, well, I, I don't like Trump, but until I see what Biden's got to say, okay. Well, yeah, all you have is the whining of journalists and, you know, people pointing out, normally he'd be talking and answering questions and stuff. Yeah, fair enough, but that's not motivation enough for him to come out of the basement if no. things are trending in the right direction. 99 days to go, and if he can go 99 more days without having to answer questions, I'm sure he will, and I don't think it'll hurt him a bit. Bingo. Anywho, it looks like this second wave, if that's what it was, of coronaviruses is flattening. If you look at the 14-day rolling average, which is good news, new cases are only up 13% on this day, which has been much more the last several Mondays when we started the week. New deaths are up 27%, so that's also a drop. So we are flattening, flattening, flattening. Where we go from here, who freaking knows? No, nobody knows. And so many of the statistics are incorrectly reported, badly reported, I have a little featurette coming up on the the reported deaths and how uh, it, it's not the number of people that died that day. It's the number that were reported that day. Right. And often that's going back weeks and saying, oh, sure. we realized Joe Jones of Pensacola was a COVID death. So his death is reported that day. And sometimes the reported but not dead that day number is bigger than the dead that day number. <laughs> so the the uh, the news media goes crazy saying 160 deaths in Florida they reported today. Well you can't thinking, go, yeah, yeah, you, you can't go just, with a daily number. I know. Um that's why I'm a big on the averages, the rolling averages. Um uh 
I just feel like once we start down Portland, Seattle, all the other cities that are uh, doing their thing, we'll we'll never get off that. Hey, some good violence in Sacramento. Way to join in, Sacto. Way to represent smashing up federal buildings and stuff like that. So it's spreading. Yeah, I saw that. I saw a headline in the New York Times about that. Actually, let me dig that up. Um, that's something. That's got that. Now that's a political problem. I keep thinking there's got to be a, uh, there has to be a change event for Trump to win, in my opinion. If things stay on the course they're on, um, that's a heck of a gap to make up. Last time the polls were wrong. They weren't this wrong. He wasn't ever this far behind Hillary Clinton. Um, and, uh, it would take, you know, and that was one of the most amazing upsets in the history of electoral politics. And he's way further behind than he was with Hillary Clinton. So in the swing states um, where it matters, and the national numbers, yeah, um, just all over the place. So I, I think they'll take a change event to happen. Well, we've had like nineteen change events so far this year, so there's certainly the opportunity for that to happen. Maybe. Oh yeah, there will probably be two or three more, and maybe this is the one that it is. Cities, uh, turmoil in cities spreads far beyond Portland. New York Times headline talking about how it is catching on all across the country. New protests in other cities. Where things had calmed down, but now they have turbulence in the streets again. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, whether that benefits Trump or not, the call for law and order, thinking we can't have this uh, continue and Biden will be too soft on it, it might go that way, or it might go the way of the battered wife. And excuse me for this, but I'm reminded of uh, an email we got from uh, Al Anonymous echoing a point we made on Friday. The story in Portlandia is that the local officials were not protecting federal property, and it was getting smashed up and burnt and and, and defaced and the rest of it. And so the uh, federal protective police there uh, went and and showed up to protect the property, which is absolutely legal and constitutional. Maybe you think they're a little aggressive. Maybe you don't. We can argue about that another time. But uh, the protests, which had been dying down somewhat, then got bigger and more violent and the rest of it. Because they objected to the so-called stormtroopers of the, and that's Nancy Pelosi's words, of the federal government defending that property. Stormtroopers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know it. She actually used that term on Friday. I think it was Friday. Um, so We I, live in a, the age of hyperbole. But as uh, Al uh, put it, uh, that's bull plop going on in Portlandia. That's what abusers always say. Look what you made me do. I only hurt you because you defended yourself. So America's going to have to look at it and say, all right, no, <clears throat> we're going to crack down on the uh, the lunatics and the violent and the Antifa and the rest of it, and we're going to round them up, we're going to arrest them, we're going to fill the jails, blah, blah, blah. Or we're going to say, okay, okay, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop, and pray that the bullies don't commit any more violence. It's entirely possible, especially your suburban white woman voter will go with, uh, okay, I'll stop, just don't hurt me anymore. To the protesters. So, as Joe mentioned, the Seattle Police Department uh, wanted to push back, sort of sarcastically, I think, about against the city council ordinance that came out over the weekend. I liked it. Dear business owner and or resident, this from the Seattle Police Department. Please know that the Seattle Police Department is committed to addressing life safety incidents and calls for service and responding to ongoing demonstrations and unrest in the city. Please also know that the City Council Ordinance 119805 Crowd Control Tool goes into effect this weekend on Sunday, July 26th. This ordinance bans Seattle police officers 
the use of less lethal tools, including pepper spray that is commonly used to disperse crowds that have turned violent. Simply put, the legislation gives officers no ability to safely intercede to preserve property in the midst of a large, violent crowd. It's important to bring to your attention that yesterday I sent the city council a letter ensuring them, as the chief of police, I have done my due diligence of informing them numerous times of the foreseeable impact of this ordinance on upcoming events. The letter is attached for your reference. For these reasons, Seattle police will have an adjusted deployment in response to any demonstration this weekend. An adjusted deployment. That's a nice phrase. As I will never ask our officers to risk their personal safety to protect property without the tools to do so in a safe way. Sincerely, Carmen Best, Chief of Police. Wow. Wow. And I mean, among police chiefs, she's a lefty. Sure. But she's saying, sorry, business owners, you're on your own. Just want to let you know this is what the city council did. Right. Right. So we're pulling back. Nice. This has happened in so many cities. Like you said, it's an interesting experiment. We'll see how it goes. Tell you what, you're a Seattle business owner. Uh, I'm reminded of the uh, uh, the riots in L.A. after, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Um, bah, 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 why can't we all just get along? Rodney King. Rodney King, thank you. Um, after the acquittal of the cops in the Rodney King case, the riots, the horrific violence, the rest of it, I'm picturing the Korean uh, grocery store owners on the roofs with uh, rifles. Got the whole family up there armed or standing in the doorway of their stores saying, not here. This is a heck of an experiment. I just feel bad for the the good folks in in the various downtown areas, cities we've been discussing and several others that, uh, you know, good, hardworking American folks who thought after they'd paid probably stacks of taxes their entire life, followed all the rules, all the regulations, that they are now being uh, denied life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness by the lawless. And their city fathers are going along with it. It's very disappointing. It's sad, really. But, um, you know, I have a feeling, having observed this sort of thing for a while now, that Americans will figure out what works and what doesn't, and we'll have the pendulum swing back again. Maybe. A note to parents... There's a new Netflix movie out that's one of those movies that they all are now, kind of animated, kind of not looking thing mm. with celebrity voices and wacky hijinks and lots of animals. Sounds good. Um, uh, those those seem to be endlessly entertaining to children, but a new one called Animal Crackers that's out on Netflix came over the weekend that both my kids really, really enjoyed. Racial slur against poor whites. Has Danny DeVito, has Putty from Seinfeld, who seems to be just like, is he just an automatic in all of these sorts of things? I think so. How much yes. money does he make just being the voice of various cartoon characters? A fair amount, I would guess. Wow. He's doing well. Good for him. Wow. What's he make for pitching Enterprise Rent a Car? That's a good gig. Yeah. And and his act is always the same. And even the cartoon character is always the same. Yeah. Like a really big guy kind of talks like this. He's not a Hank Azaria who's who's no. firing off like no. 87 different voices and you have no idea which characters he's actually voicing. <laughs> right. No, he's always the same guy. Same exact guy, but I guess it's endlessly entertaining. I never get tired of it. Yeah, the deadpan thing. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just was watching that and thinking, how many of these can can the world crank out, these kids' cartoons that are kind of the same story over and over again with even the same voices, and they're always good. Mm-hmm. I, I feel you will be seeing a lot more CGI and animated 
films in the short term because of the COVID stuff has mm. shut down a lot of live production going around. So these sure. these places that have a need to keep churning out content, the only options they have are animated and computer animated. I'll be interested to see the numbers on that. I'll bet that was huge for Netflix over the weekend, as so many people are staying home and kids can't go to camps and all this sort of stuff, and they put out another, you know, a new one of those movies. Um, I'll bet that was huge moneymaker. But mm. they, they don't release that stuff, do they? They keep that secret. That's part of their whole thing. They've just now recently started putting like a top ten don't up they, there. Don't they do that so that they've got some leverage? It doesn't give the performers the leverage. Like, if you don't know how many people watched your stand-up comedy event, you can't demand even more money. Yeah, I, I've heard they, they communicate things like, oh, we're very pleased. But they, they just don't give, you know, <laughs> solid numbers. Which is a pretty numbers. good idea. Yeah, it was good. People seem to like it oh, anyway. great. Why don't you make real it? home run. <laughs> Why don't you make another one of those for us? We'd appreciate it. My two favorite shows have both gotten sucky. So I'm kind of bummed. I got to find something new. Homeland season six, terrible. I turned it off. And uh, we've been watching Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. Mm. This season's a little wanky. It's a little. It's a little Would you recommend wonky. the early stuff? I've heard or of uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yes, it's okay. excellent. It's so beautifully filmed, taped, whatever you do these <laughs> days. Uh, the, the landscapes are astounding. It's supposed to be Montana, but it's actually uh, filmed in uh, Utah. I, I won't watch it then. But it's absolutely... <laughs> I don't like lies like that. It's... <laughs> I don't appreciate being lied to. <laughs> That's beautifully done. It's violent. Oh, the really? first season or two, very violent. And it's just... It's, it's one of those like overheated in every way soap operas. It's more violent than it needs to be. It's more sexual than it needs to be. The family feuds are insane. Everybody's crazy. Everything's dialed up like four notches. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if a horse uh, stomps somebody, it stomps them to death. I mean, (laughs) everything is to 11. But it's really, it's it's, the acting is great, and it's really entertaining. But, yeah, it's gotten a little wonky this uh, last year. this season. Kevin Costner's a good badass. I was watching the preview for him and Woody Harrelson going after Bonnie and Clyde. I haven't watched the movie, but I've seen the mm. preview. I would have never pictured Kevin Costner early on as a badass, but he's good at that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a gruff old cowboy character. Very good at it. You know, it's funny, as I keep seeing him in uh, Tin Cup in my head as I'm watching him be the gruff Completely old cowboy. different role. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> the degenerate deadbeat golfer. Right. Yeah. We're in a Hawaiian shirt and Flip flops. I say, yes, get that picture out of my head. Um, I meant to go through the the big uh, relief proposal that's going to be put out today by Mitch McConnell. We oh, got to do that. Yeah, we should hit some of the highlights of that. It's another trillion or so dollars or whatever we're going to spend. Just apparently we have endless money. And uh, what you might be getting uh, this time around is it's worth knowing. Let me first say we do have an entire plan. It's a trillion dollars. And let me just remind everybody that of the three trillion dollars we've already passed, we have about a trillion to a trillion and a half still left to put into the economy. So these are very, very large amounts of money working with Congress to support this. That's Steve Mnuchin. He is making the rounds along with other White House spokesmen about the big package that they're going to uh, introduce today. More details on that in a second. Two things. 
Going to talk about zombie companies coming up a little bit later. Mm. Wall Street Journal pointing out that this has become Don't a... Don't sell zombies, people. That's not a good business <laughs> This model. has become a real problem, and it's got to do with the bailouts that have become so popular over the last 40 years, particularly. You know, zombies are kind of 2018 to me, but uh, I'll stay tuned. Zombies not nearly as hot as they were. I said uh, Seattle Mariners. I meant Florida Marlins. Anything with an M and uh, C related. I just they're all the same to me. Um, I get your word straight, Jack. Boy, you took a wrong turn at Omaha, went left instead of right, <laughs> ended up in Seattle and not Miami. That's unfortunate. Florida Marlins had a number of COVID cases pop up, the most of any team so far, and they're actually, according to ESPN, not going to have their home opener. What? Uh-oh. So that's the first. Oh. That's the first chink in the armor. You're not allowed to say that anymore, right? Well, you can. You certainly can. Yeah. I thought that was deemed racist. By idiots. That's the first chink in the armor of this whole bringing back sports thing. Because I've been wondering all along, what do you do if LeBron and one other guy get the COVID? Do you go ahead and play that night and they just lose? Kind of takes the fun out of it. Yes. Or do you delay it and then how long? (laughs) I mean... So, oh, know. they canceled their home opener, and there weren't going to be any fans either. Anyway, rather, yeah. But too many players have it. Unreal. Yeah. Ah, man. I can't wait till this is over. I realize <laughs> oh, that I sounds know. childishly obvious. <laughs> I know. But are we there yet, <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Dad? Kids? Hey, every? Uh, am I wrong? Gosh, turn it! I can't wait till this is over. Yeah. Every you once know, in a while, never mind I... the, the you know the loss of life and the rest of it. Sure. Every once in a while, that pops into my head, and I think, well, that's a childish reaction, Jack. Well, um, and yet we're all feeling Sure it. wishes were over. Yes. Yes, I do. But, yeah, I, sometimes you do. You just feel like, God, it'd be nice if this would just end. <laughs> and or I can't wait till it does. Yeah. Hey. So, after delays and then more delays and political wrangling, the GOP coronavirus relief, that's coronavirus, <laughs> I sounded extra drunk, Cry not just coronavirus. my normal level of drunk. <laughs> The coronavirus relief package is finally beginning to take shape. Trump administration officials making the rounds yesterday describing a $1 trillion legislation package that will offer $1,200 direct payments to Americans. Just give a $1,200 check. Liability protections for schools and small businesses, which is a necessity because otherwise you're going to have people suing the school and the business saying, they made me come back and I got sick. And then you'll never get anybody to come back. Mm-hmm. An extension of ev- eviction moratoriums, which it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over time. How many people who full-on deserve to be evicted got to stay in their place? Right. Right. Uh, an increase in state funding for testing and school reopening uh, strategies. This would reduce the CARES Act $600 per week unemployment boost that, listen to this, a University of Chicago study found that 68% of recipients of that are making more money than they would be by returning to work. <laughs> I knew it was the case with some people, but I was thinking, oh, yeah, maybe one out of five people are actually making more. No, more than two-thirds of people getting the $600 per week unemployment thing are making more money than if they go back to work. That's a problem. How do you unknot that? By cutting off the benefits at some point. Yeah, I I don't know. This is just so hairy. And the fact that it's in an election year, of course, every year is quote-unquote an election year. So everybody's posturing and pandering like lunatics. I mean, just, if if Nancy and Chuck could get away with 
just sending $75,000 to every voter. They would do it immediately. <laughs> but but you, I'd vote for that. Usually. <laughs> yes, we know. Political scientists know. We used to restrain ourselves. But usually, the unemployment thing usually works because you would make more money if you found a job. Sure. So there's a reason to get out there and find a job. It's you don't you don't have to turn off the money to make people go work. They already want to go find a job because it would be better in the long run. Mostly, yes. Mostly. Yeah. But this is completely upside down. Mm-hmm. I have no reason. Well, you know, I keep saying this story. We got a friend who says the lake he's been fishing at for 20 years has never been as busy as it is during COVID. I'm as likely to swing a club as a fishing pole. You can't get a tea time. Because of all the people that are making, well, two-thirds of people that are making more money than they did at work, and they got all this free time. Mm -hmm. So people are fishing and playing golf and whatnot. Yeah, to be fair, part of it is, you know, folks who are working from home now. Instead of, in sure. fact, I, I know a couple of people who are professionals. I mean, they're, you know, degreed people, technical or whatever, that uh, now they can just shift their workday any way they want. So they'll work from 7 to 10 in the morning, sure. go play golf, and then work in the afternoon. Which is its own interesting thing. Will we, will we keep on doing that if people are just as productive, working their hours around the other stuff that they want to do? Right. Right. No, everybody knows the most production happens between 9 in the morning and 5 at night. Wearing a tie and hard (laughs) shoes. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.